You're listening to Jeff is Moody. The Jeff is Moody show is, uh, it's a uh, guilty pleasure. It's an escape. No matter what you're doing, it's a way for you to get away for those particular hours. I bring reality. I bring comedy. I bring seriousness, news, motivation. I do what I do. But no matter what I do, it's always Jeff. Ladies and gentlemen, kings and queens, family, welcome to the Jeff is Moody Show. This is your destination for reality, comedy, seriousness, motivation, news, entertainment, interviews, and every damn thing else. I have one job. That is to give you the real. And I guarantee you that I will always give you the real. The Jeffers Moody Show. I am here. I am ready. I am unfiltered. I am adult only. And I am doing this for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. So fam, let's go. Young Sean, young Sean, let me tell you straight from the gate, nephew, it's been a long weekend. Nah, nah, keep it smooth right now. Keep it smooth. Keep that dealer smooth right now, man. It's been a long weekend, young Sean. How you doing, youngin? You good? Oh, my Jeff is Moody family out there listening. How y'all doing? I hope everything is well. You had a good weekend, youngin. We got work to do this week. Let me tell you something. Y'all know the weather's changing, and, and youngin, as, as it goes, this is the portion of the year where my nose gets stuffy. The allergies, Some of my allergies kick in. My eyeballs start hurting. I can't smell shit. I, I can barely taste my food. I start feeling a little groggy. But, but, but young Sean, I was thinking about it. You know what? What a blessing to be here. Ain't it? So, so all I'm saying is we got a job to do as Team Jim. The Jeffers Moody Show don't rest because somebody don't feel good. We the we we the we the black sheep, uh, green beret. We we the we the warlords of this. You understand, Young Sean? Let's go head on, and let's give the party people what they used to. Let's get the family what they used to. Let's get it in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I see you. Thank you. Thank you. All my people over there and over there at the job, in the office, on the road, in them streets, wherever you may be. Ladies and gentlemen, my kings and queens, welcome to the Jeffers Moody Show on Beat Break Radio FM.com. As you all know, I am on from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time brand new show every monday and that show replays tuesday through friday 3 to 6 p.m family you can also catch me on tune in you can also just google the jeff is moody show and if you want to hear those archives you can put the jeff is moody show in spotify or you can go on anchor fm.com and check out the jeff is moody show under beat break 87 fm Family, if you have an iOS device, 
please feel free to use the Beat Break 87 FM app for that iOS. You can download it from your app store and listen, all my Android family. No, iPhone is not better than Android and vice versa. They are two great smartphones, but the app is still being worked on to be combat compatible with Android. Give us a little bit of time, Android family. We coming with it. Up until then, y'all keep checking us out at BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Family, on Instagram, I am the Jeff is Moody Show. You can text me your comments and or questions at 678-386-5331. Once again, that's 678-386-5331. If you want to hit DJ Naturell up and salute her for her ATL traffic mix, hit her up on all social media at DJ Naturell with an E. N-A-T-U-R-E-L. Listen up, family. I will be your pilot for this three-hour flight. So kick back, relax if you can, even if you cannot. I guarantee you that we're about to make this the best portion of your day. I am here to get you through the grind. Special shout out to all my drivers out there who listen to Jeff is Moody while you're on the road. Lord knows I love my whole audience, but don't nothing make it work like y'all people that are out on the road. Honk your horn for me while I ring my bell for you. Y'all hear my bell? My bell got more rest than I did this weekend, young Sean. One love to all my family who listen while you work or play and you choose the Jeff is Moody show. Whether you're in the gym, in the house, wherever you are, if you are listening, I thank you. Family, really quickly, before I get into today's show, let me remind you all that it's crucial that we make a strong effort to maintain some level of uh, physical fitness in our lives, family. Our health is something that far too many of us, we just take it for complete granted. Let me talk to him for a minute, young Sean. You know, we wait until we get hit with a serious medical condition or even worse, we we find ourselves in a hospital or on an operating table. We wait too long. Remember, family, there is a 24-7 battle going on internally in our bodies. 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Our immune system, our heart, our organs, liver, kidneys, all that, they are constantly at work fighting disease, germs, bacteria, and even more things. So, so the, the, in considering that the most health-conscious person in the world can fall to illness, just imagine the risk you take by being flagrant and nonchalant towards your health. Stop telling me what you can't do with your health, family. Uh, Stop telling me what you don't have time to do regarding your health. That is bullshit. Can you hear my bell? You got time? We only get one of these human shells. I want to talk to y'all, man, because, you know, speaking of my truck drivers, I was talking to one of the homies. I was like, man, I ain't got time to work out or eat right. I'm always on the road. That's bullshit, y'all. Now, do y'all know I have an app on my phone called Cardio? That's Cardio with two eyes. I have an iPhone. Uh, The Cardio app is a 12-exercise program that you can do in just seven minutes, y'all. Seven freaking minutes. And it will knock your socks off. It'll get that heart rate up. Uh, 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 You'll break a healthy sweat. And along with eating properly and just, just doing the right things, you'll see results just from this app. Especially if you use it twice a day. That's just 14 minutes a day. You'll start seeing results quickly. Your body wants to be loved, family. Stop neglecting your health. 
Now, there are fitness apps for every smartphone, so I don't care what you got. Find one. Let's stop playing, y'all. Because, I mean, shit, we all full of shit because we sure got time to lose some weight when we, hey, hey, ladies, y'all want to fit in that wedding dress. You got time to lose weight uh, then, don't you? Funny how your ass finds the time. Goddamn men, we don't be acting like I'm only talking to the ladies. We'll, we'll shed pounds because women are attracted to, to men that are fit sometimes. All of a sudden, you got time to lose weight. You shed pound more for being attractive than you do it for yourself. And damn near everybody is guilty of fucking up and gaining pounds all fall and winter. And then you cram your silly asses into the gym for New Year's resolution. So you can get the summertime wife beater and bathing suit ready body. Cut it out. Don't tell me about time. Listen, y'all, three 10-minute walks a day can set it off. One long 30-minute to an hour walk a day can set it off. 20 minutes on the treadmill can set it off. Weight training, not eating after a certain hour can set it off for you. Swimming, jogging, racquetball, spin, Zumba, shit. You got time. You don't even need a trainer. This is the internet age. Get on, Google some shit about how to get in shape and dietary stuff. I ain't trying to take no business from none, from none of the trainer homies. I'm just keeping it real, y'all. Sit-ups, pull-ups, jumping jacks, stay hydrated. Put together a plan, but please, y'all, let's stop playing with our health. Let's stop playing with our blood pressure and cholesterol and glucose. Let's get on point. Let's love ourselves and one another to, to be honest and get that out there, all right? Okay. <laughs> Goddamn health PSA, uh, young Sean. Here's what we have for you on today's The Jeff is Moody Show. Man, oh man, uh, between gym news and dumb shit news today, I only have three stories for y'all today. That's all I need. Trust me, you're going to know when you hear it. 12-year-olds are lying about hate crimes, and Amber Geiger is getting more hugs and love than, than Snoop Dogg at a weed house. Gym news and dumb shit news are up after Moody Motivation because there's never a shortage of news and there's never a shortage of stupid people in the news. Yeah, and I'm going to tell y'all today, this Amber Geiger and Gene Botham story, it's going in dumb shit news today because of what happened in court. I'm going to tell y'all right now, Amber Geiger not making gym news, she's going to make dumb shit news today. Family, Dr. Jeff Love makes a guest appearance on today's show because I saw a post put out by the Royal King Dawood Muhammad. Salute, King. And that post has a female writer telling women to stay single until they meet a man who has 70 qualities. That's right, y'all. I said 7-0. Uh, it threw King Dawood for a loop, and it threw me for one, too. I'm going to read them all. Dr. Jeff Love is here to tell you all to get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. 70 items, lady. Y'all got us. Y'all need to stay single till y'all find a man with these 70 items. The good doc is on the way. We got humans versus wild animals that kill. We got Just Ask Jeff in the FB post of the week. The world's most trifling people contest and the polar opposite of trifling segment for you today. And of course, as you all know, I do not get into the meat of a show until I give y'all that what? That's right, fam. Moody motivation is on deck because we all need to know that we have the ability to be great. And today I'm gonna to talk to you about the power of kindness. Then family, from around five o'clock or so till 6 p.m., as usual, 
we have the ATL traffic mix with the beautiful and talented DJ Naturel. All of that and more for you today, fam. It's a packed show as usual, so get ready for this three-hour flight because verbal raw dog season is in full effect. Moody Motivation is up next, y'all. It's the Jeff is Moody Show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Family, just Google me. Young Sean, I don't care if I got allergies or if I'm in a wheelchair or laid on my back. We're going to get this flight going. Oh, yeah, we came to work, baby. Let's go. We'll be right back with Moody Motivation. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. And family, it's time for a little bit of Moody Motivation. And today, I want to talk to you about the power of kindness. Man, it's so underrated nowadays. We are we are really dog-eat-dog, huh? We are really heartless, huh? And it seems that good deeds go unnoticed, and it seems that love and concern and respect and chivalry and honor and decency, they they... They don't get a lot of props, but I don't think that we do these things for the props. Let's talk a little bit about kindness. You know, we were chopping it up, man, about just back in the day. You know, you ever got on the phone with some of your loved ones and y'all start talking about back in the day? And we were talking about back in the day. And there's a young lady that came up in the conversation Uh, Back from when I was uh, in the sixth grade, from really the sixth to the eighth grade. And her name was Gail. Last name, not necessary. And she was a, what people would say, she was a a chubby girl. She was a dark-skinned girl. She had a natural fro. But like so many of us uh, who thought that we needed to do certain things to be appealing when we already were she had a jerry curl i mean who didn't have a jerry curl one day i'm going to tell you all about the i had an s curl y'all for one day i'm going to tell you all about that one day (laughs) but anyway gail was probably one of the most kind-hearted sweet intelligent young women that I knew at the time outside of the women in my family. I promise you. She had a big smile on her. She was, she was just always pleasant. Um, she would help you out with anything and she really cared about people. But we come up in societies and we come up in eras where We judge people by their look. And she was a pretty girl. But it's just that being being a little chubby, as they say, and having a little afro. And then I think Gail sometimes, Gail got tired of that jerry curl and just started rocking the fro. And people would say little things about her and she would always handle it. You know, she, she was Caribbean, so she wasn't no punk. You know what I'm saying? But she, you can tell she was hurt. And then uh, I got tight with her and we, just as friends, man, I, I was, I got tight with her and nobody would mess with her. 
because that mean, meant you had to mess with me. We'll talk about my sixth through eighth grade history at, at some other time. That's another thing we'll talk about. Uh, Gail used to always her. She would go home and she would tell her mom, like, Mom, I got a friend in school named Jeff, and he's so nice to me, and he he doesn't tease me, and he doesn't make uh, uh, rude comments and all of that. And I got to meet her mom. Said I want to meet him. And one day I went over Gail's house and I met her mom. What a fantastic woman. And we, I, I will never forget her telling me about the rewards for kindness. And while I don't know it word verbatim, she was just telling me that it, it makes sense to be kind. But she also was talking about the responsibility of kindness. And that's something that my queen, my mother earth, that's something my mama has always instilled in me, is kindness. You know, I've never really liked bullying people. I've never really liked fitting in with the crowd. I've always been down to fight people over, but I, I, I like fighting bullies. I've always had compassion for people that other people look down on. I'm talking about innocent people. I'm talking about people that may have a handicap or people that can't afford the same kind of clothes other people wear or people where people know that they're struggling with family issues. We can be so cruel to each other. And, you know, when I was taken up for Gail, and I didn't have to do it much because everybody, like I told you, she can handle her own, but that became a thing. Like, y'all better not say nothing about Gail because let me tell y'all, she never said a negative word about anybody. No matter, no matter how mean people were, she never said a negative word about anybody. She was always kind, always sweet. I kept in touch with her for a minute and then I lost touch like I tend to do with so many people from my past. And I often think about Gail in the, in the ways of a friend. But you know, as, I, as I'm a 49-year-old man now and as I have a wife that has like some great outstanding qualities about her, I often wonder how many women and men do we bypass because they didn't have a particular kind of look. Not that there's anything wrong with you liking a particular kind of look, but when you're young, you're into that. As you get wise and older, you start understanding that it's the character of a person that will attract you the most. Because I'm going to tell you, the most beautiful women in the world can't keep a man half the time. And you could be completely beautiful on the outside and, and, and just ugly inside. And that ugliness can radiate to the outside. And that's why you see some women that are drop dead gorgeous visually, but nobody deals with them because they're ugly. We need to practice kindness. I know I'm rough. I know, you know, I know I got a mouth on me, y'all. I know I'm a bit flagrant, but at, at the root of me is a, is a person I care. I don't like to see people hurting. I don't like to see people without. I hate to see people hang their head. I want you to pick your head up and know that you're great. But just these little deeds that I know work for all of humanity, I take pride in doing them. You know, I take pride in saying good morning. I take pride in, in, in holding a door open for a young lady or one of my kings. It doesn't matter to me. 
I take pride in helping out the elderly. I take pride in going and talking to the less fortunate and, and, and feeding people and help to helping to clothe people. You know, like, let's start taking pride in kindness. Yeah, I'm a little delirious today. You know, I haven't slept, man. I don't feel so great today. But I'm propelled by the 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 what this show does for certain people. It doesn't do it all for everybody. You know, I'm not for everybody. But for people that listen to me and they get past what all of you think of me sometimes. I'm not just this this wild maniac who doesn't care and doesn't know how to talk without cursing. I'm more. I try to give jewels. I try to drop messages. I try to preach kindness. Let's practice kindness. Practice that this weekend, family. Teach your children about kindness. Don't be afraid to correct someone when they're being malicious and rude when they don't have to be. You know, Gail's mom used to always make me bake. And for those of you that don't know what bake is, it's pretty much a Caribbean dish. I mean, you I mean, hell, that's if you West Indian, you know what bake is. I don't care if you're from Trinidad, where Guyana, wherever you're from, you know what bake is. It's, it's pretty much fried, it's flour <laughs> with some other stuff. It is pretty much fried up. And that's one of my favorite things in the world is some bake. Oh my gosh, man. Now, now typically Caribbean-wise, you you, a lot of times they'll serve bake, you know, with like salt fish and steamed veggies and things like that. But her mom used to always make me bake and even even past just being a protector and a true friend to Gail. She just made it because she's a kind woman. And she says, I never mind doing things for people that are kind. You see, there's a reward in kindness. It may not be bake. <laughs> but there's a karmic reward in your kindness. So family, I ask of you today, while you are out and about, make it your business to be kind. It won't kill you to give up that parking spot. It won't kill you to let somebody with less items than you step in front of you uh, at the grocery store. It won't kill you. And do you know what you do for people when you simply just wish them a good day? Do you guys know just what a smile does? Have you guys ever thought what a smile can do for someone oh i'm not saying be a pushover and i'm not saying being taken advantage of family i'm just telling you to practice the art of kindness and in practicing the art of kindness you will definitely realize the power of kindness gail i haven't seen you in decades but something tells me you went on to be everything that you wanted to be and something tells me that some man somewhere was benefited with having a queen at his side who is beautiful, intelligent, but most of all, kind. I don't know where you are. I don't know what your family status is, but I salute you. I salute you because you're kind. Be kind, family. That was Moody Motivation. We'll be back with Jim News on the Jeff is Moody Show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On BeatBreak87. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody Show. It's time for some Jim News. 
Uh, you, you, you all right over there, nephew? Young Sean, you're kind. You're kind. You continue that. Your parents are kind. Be kind. Uh, play that dealer for me. You know, Young Sean, man, you're too young to be having feelings of passing out, I would imagine. And you don't drink as much beer as I do, and you probably don't have the kind of allergies and stuff I do. But I really feel like I'm getting ready to pass out. But, but I feel like that every time, this time every year. <laughs> That's why I'm drinking beer and not water. <laughs> oh, man. Kicking off with gym news is what I suspected last week, but I wanted to wait till more info came in, and I knew it would come in quick. The 12-year-old who said she was held down in broad daylight on a crowded playground had her mouth covered and some of her dreads cut off by three white boys was telling a lie. And family, I knew it. And it's not that I wanted it to be true, because, of course, you don't want that to happen to anyone. And, of course, you don't want to see three young men be that malicious. And you don't want to see innocent people get in trouble. But in the back of my mind and in my heart, I knew it wasn't true. I wanted to believe it to believe that the young lady would not lie about something like that. Does that make sense? That's why I was so reserved last week about that. But she fucking lied. Girl admits to lying about sixth grade classmates cutting off her dreadlocks. A 12-year-old black girl from Virginia has recanted an accusation that her white sixth grade classmates pinned her down and cut off her dreadlocks, her family said in a statement on Monday. Stephen Danish, the head of Emmanuel Christian School, also confirmed the allegations were false. Following an investigation by the Fairfax County Police Department, Danish said young Amari Allen the student who accused three of her classmates of assault acknowledged the accusations were not true while we are relieved to hear the truth and bring the events of the past few days to a close we also feel tremendous pain for the victims and the hurt on both sides of this conflict he said we recognize that we now enter what will be a long season of healing to their credit Allen's family apologized to the boys and the school for the pain and anxiety these allegations have caused. To the administrators and the families of Emmanuel Christian School, we are sorry for the damage this incident has done. To trust within the school family and the undue scorn it has brought to the school, the family said. We understand there will be consequences and we are prepared to take responsibility for them. They also added to the broader community who rallied in such passionate support for our daughter, we apologize for betraying your trust. Ring the bell for the family being big enough to do that. You know, last week, uh, the 12-year-old told CBS affiliate WUSA-TV that the boys called her dreadlocks ugly and nappy before cutting them off on the playground during recess. Uh, I, I don't doubt they did. I don't doubt they did call them ugly and nappy, to be honest with you all. But something told me they didn't cut them off, yo. They kept laughing and calling me names, Allen told the station, tearing up. I don't doubt they did. They called me ugly, said I shouldn't have been born, and they called me an attention seeker. Her family pays nearly $12,000 a year for her to attend the private school. Um, 
For those of you old enough, do y'all remember Tawana Brawley from 1987? I'm dating myself, but I, I love to date myself. I was 17 years old. Do, do, my, you, you know, we have this, you know, the Jeff is Moody demographic is insane, y'all. It's like from 17 to up in the 70s. That's the listening demographic. It's a demographics buster. But for those of you that uh, can remember Tawana Brawley, let me refresh your memory. Tawana Vicenia Brawley, born December 15th, 1971, is an African-American woman from Wappingers Fall, Wappingers Fall, New York, who falsely accused four white men of raping her in November of 1987 when she was 15 years old. The charges received widespread national attention because of her age. Now, Brawley was found in a trash bag with racial slurs written on her body and covered in feces on November 28th of 1987. Brawler's advisors, the Reverend Al Sharpton, Alton H. Maddox, and C. Vernon Mason, also helped the case to gain prominence. Well, a grand jury concluded, guys, in October of 1988 that Brawley had not been the victim of a forcible sexual assault and that she herself may have created the appearance of such an attack. Steve Pagones, uh, the New York prosecutor whom Brawley had accused as one of her alleged assaultants, successfully sued Brawley and her three advisors for defamation. Defamation, I'm sorry. Brawley's family has maintained that the allegations were true. Now, you know, her family says that they're true. I... As far as I saw it, I began to doubt Brawley after a while, not because of media manipulation, y'all, but just because of how the story kept unwinding. And while the family maintains the story was true, the case almost set this nation on fire. The nation has always been one step away from fire from the beginning. But that Brawley case was dangerous, y'all. Um, the public response to Brawley's story was at first mostly sympathetic. Bill Cosby offered $25,000 for information on the case. Don King pledged $100,000 towards her education. And in December 1987, over 1,000 people, including Nation of Islam leader Louis Farrakhan, ring the bell for Farrakhan, marched through the streets of Newburgh, New York in support of Brawley. There was violence, family, uh, a bigger gap was wedged, and, and it said that she may have lied just because she didn't want to get in trouble for coming in late. So let's forget that the justice system in America has never been on the side of black Americans. We can't forget that, right? So when an accusation is made, fam, we usually rally behind it. And even if the legal system can make a victim look guilty, we as a people have always had to be smart enough to see where the fog, see through the fog and kind of make our decisions, right? Now, black women, if you think about it historically, black women don't have a very long and deeply hateful history of accusing white men of fake, uh, of rape in the country. Uh, b- but white women sure have a deep history of accusing black men. All right, let's let's be honest. No, I'm not separating. See, here I go again, telling the truth, young Sean. Ask the parents of Emmett Till, who was brutally murdered for allegedly winking 
at a white woman when he was just 14 years old, but we can go from Emmett Till's time to right now in the new millennium. Do you know how many innocent young black men have been in jail and some are still sitting in jail off of false accusations? So no, we don't trust the system. And, and, and white men have been brutalizing and raping black women since the transatlantic slave trade. But this is a case where what's good for the goose isn't good for the gander. Because of that, we cannot retaliate with falsities. White women throughout history have mostly, they've been coddled and unpunished for false claims that led to the incarcerations and sometimes even the death of black men. We don't have that system on our side. So family, when we lie, we make it even harder for the next black woman who was really assaulted to be believed. And that's why I'm so hard on women that scream rape when they haven't been raped. Do you know what you're doing to actual rape victims? So if Tawana Brawley was lying, do you know the immeasurable damage she caused to to God knows how many black women that have had their very real claims of assault dismissed, y'all? Do you know that Tawana Brawley, to this day, she serves to this very day, she's a reference point for the white supremacist legal system to use against us. Y'all don't see the danger in that. Do y'all know Tawana Brawley had to pay one of her accusers for defamation of character? That That's the uh, Stephen Pagones guy. He was a county prosecutor and Brawley, not saying that he can't be a rapist also, but Brawley accused him of being among her attackers. Now, her and Sharpton and all of her advisors were sued. Well, Sharpton's supporters paid off his $65,000. I'm not like many of you. I respect Al Sharpton. But Brawley was ordered to pay $190,000, and she had lost all of her support. And they say that back then in 98, when Pagones won his settlement, you know with interest, the judgment against Brawley reached $430,000. That's according to the Poughkeepsie Journal. And she was on a hook for that. Now, she she had to pay Pagones around six hundred and twenty something dollars every month. And at that time, and I don't know if she still is, she was employed as a nurse in Virginia. You had six hundred and twenty seven dollars, twenty something dollars a month. Listen, that's goddamn triple child support for some people. You're not getting away with accusing a dominant society of something that could be proven false without you paying the price for it. And this brings me back to 12-year-old Amari Allen, who accused the three young white males of assaulting her. Family, she lied. She lied. And that's another marker against young women of color who will actually be assaulted by white males and they won't be, be believed. And they will be assaulted by males, period. And they won't be believed. She lied. Did she know the gravity of what she was doing? Probably not. She's 12 years old. And even though 12-year-olds nowadays could be conniving and ahead of the game, but maybe she didn't really understand it, the extent of it. And to be honest with y'all, I believe she probably has been harassed, maybe by those three boys to the point where she wanted to get them away from her. We won't know until she fully talks and we find out why if that ever happens. But damn it, family.
she has to face some kind of a consequence. We have to hold her accountable somehow. Play that Dilla. I think that young lady has 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 developed mental issues through inferiority complex. I, and I wonder will we ever know. You know, one of your daughter's nieces, neighbors, sisters, God forbid, may one day be held down, have their mouths covered and have their natural hair cut off by three racist and hateful young men. And nobody is going to believe them. And God knows what's going to happen after that. My daughter, Baby Moody, has a head full of, uh, uh, full of natural hair. She's already a target for those who despise a young woman of color uh, 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 who takes pride in her natural self. The other day I was looking at my daughter and I wondered what would happen if she had have come home and told us that this happened to her. Family, I can guarantee you I would have been in jail. For those that know me, they know. I would have shown enough caught them boys and their parents at school and only the most high knows what I would have done, but it would have been violent. And you know what? Once they found out my daughter lied, I would still be in jail. See, they don't release you for breaking the law based off emotion brought on by a bold faced lie. So our lives would have been ruined off of a lie. And y'all better think about that. As a people and, and as a community, we cannot tolerate this bullshit because we really have real hate crimes going on every day in America. And we just go too easy on this. I believe that child was bullied. I do. I do. And, and what does it due to the, to the psychology of a young child that's being called ugly. These, they go through it. Do y'all realize what we've done to young black women? Oh, not, not just white people. Black men, stand your ass up and, 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 and acknowledge that. It may not be you. I got, I, got a, I got a segment coming up today where a sister asks a question that she, she seems like a troll, but it still highlights the problem. I pity her. And I thank God that these three innocent young men didn't get, you know, in some serious trouble. But they may be the very three that planted these seeds of ugliness and you shouldn't have been born. They may have planted that in our head. We may never know, family. But I got to tell y'all, the direction this country is going in, the president of this country, and you have white supremacists up in the mountains in the woods training for race war while we're watching reality TV and hitting the club. We don't need to lie about hate. Hate is real and it's right in front of your face. And she lied. And we can't let that slide. We'll be right back with Dumb Shit News, y'all, on the Jeff is Moody Show. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Oh, yeah. Hey, 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 youngin. We gonna hop off that dealer real quick. Play, the, play that play that joint I put in there. Uh-huh. 
Let, let me tell you something, nephew. Boy, you so young. Boy, you so young. Over there sipping your Kool-Aid. This joint right here came out in 1974. I was four years old. That means you wasn't even a thought. I don't even know if your daddy was born in 1974. <laughs> oh, but love is the message. Young Sean, this is MFSB. This, this joint is love is the message. See, we, we got to play love is the message because we got to talk about Amber Geiger. We got to talk about the courtroom love fest. Love is the message. <laughs> Watch how I do this, youngin. Let's go. Cold-blooded murderer, ex-Dallas police officer Amber Geiger was sentenced to a paltry 10 years in jail, to which we all know she, she may not even do a whole five, y'all. But who cares? Amber Geiger is love. Rest in peace, Botham Jean. That's right, folks. Love is the message for Amber. Everybody loves Amber. Some black folks especially love some Amber. Oh, we gonna get there. Some bailiffs and judges and, 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 and jury members, they love Amber. The ex-cop who claimed she accidentally walked into the wrong apartment that had a big fucking red doormat outside of his, outside of it, letting her know it wasn't hers. She was sentenced to just 10 years for shooting and killing an unarmed Botham Jean, who was in his own place in his goddamn boxer shorts eating ice cream because, you know, uh, that's what people do in their homes. Love is the message. Play it for me. Prosecutor said Gene was watching television and eating a bowl of vanilla ice cream in his living room when Geiger burst inside, likely scaring him, although Geiger said that she used her electronic key fob in the lock. Lie. The door pushed open and she immediately drew her service weapon once inside. Testifying in her own defense last week, Geiger tearfully told jurors, you know how them crocodile tears ago, right? That she was scared for her life when she entered an apartment that she thought was hers. She said she commanded, let me see your hands. But the man inside began coming towards her and yelling, hey, hey, hey. Uh, probably because he was in his own fucking house, Amber. And he was stunned. But everybody loves Amber. Love is the message. I'm going to get to it. Now, the trajectory of the bullet showed that Gene was either getting up from his couch, not approaching her, or he was cowering when Geiger fired at him. That's what the trajectory report showed. He was either rising up or he was cowering, not approaching her. Family, listen, I know what you're thinking. The, uh, the uh, trajectory report alone should have gotten this broad 20 plus years because she shot a man who was either getting up from the couch in his boxes or he was cowering from this strange ass woman in his house with a uniform and a gun. But no, everybody loves Amber. Play love is the message. I never wanted to take an innocent person's life. I'm so sorry, Geiger said on the stand. This is not about hate. 
It's about being scared. Yeah, Amber. Uh, by the way, y'all, this is dumb shit news. It's the only story for dumb shit news. Yeah, Amber, that means you probably sucked at being a cop if a man eating ice cream in his boxers in his own place shook you enough to put two slugs in his chest. Was it one or two? She shot the boy in his chest and she killed him. By the way, at this stage, does Amber not clearly recognize that this ain't her apartment, y'all? The defense brought on other tenants uh, from the same apartment complex who testified that they had parked on a different floor and had gone to the wrong unit by mistake. Okay, that shit actually happens. We get it. But did that apartment have a completely different color doormat? Have their witnesses seen that? Yo, you, you don't know if you got a red doormat in front of your house. Do y'all know how bright and indicating red is? That's why you stop at red lights, ain't it? Love is the message. Everybody loves Amber. Now, did those witnesses, did they ever enter the wrong apartment and shoot a man in his box of shorts eating vanilla ice cream? No? Then fuck him. Let's talk about a few facts here that kind of proved this bitch was somewhere between reckless and malicious when she cold-blooded murdered this man. The defense tried to claim she was fatigued after working a 13-plus hour shift, but it turns out that Amber was more horny than she was fatigued. Yeah, this is dumb shit news, because everybody loves Amber. Love is the message. Prosecutors in the murder trial focused on a series of text exchanges that she shared with her partner at the time, whom she had been having a sexual relationship with, uh, to question her defense, because she said she was fatigued from work on the night she fatally shot Botham, right? She was tired. She was worn out. So worn out that she would go to the wrong floor, the wrong apartment, with, with, the red, with a red fucking welcome mat in front of it. She was tired like that. But the testimony of her former partner and fuck buddy, Officer Martin Rivera, capped the end of the first day of Geiger's murder trial. Now listen, prosecutors revealed the pair had sent sexually explicit messages to each other throughout the day and just before she shot her neighbor. See, when she murdered this man, Amber had dick on her mind. I'm sorry, Sean Garvey, penis. Play love is the message. Botham Jean, uh, uh, th th this kid wasn't even 28 years old, y'all. Now, now her partner, uh, her old partner, uh, Rivera, said that uh, he would send Geiger, 31 years old, provocative photos of himself. Y'all know what that means? That's dick pics. Y'all know, know women love penis pics, right? That's penis pics, y'all. So lead prosecutor Jason Hermes said that the pair was texting each other just hours before the shooting, including one message in which Geiger said she was super horny today. Hermes said that at, at around 9.30 p.m., as Geiger finished her 13 and a half hour shift, she sent Rivera a Snapchat message that read, wanna touch? This is, this is the fatigue, Amber. Well, let me tell y'all something. Amber wasn't fatigued. Amber wanted some penis. <laughs> Amber wanted that beat down. Amber wanted her rights violated, if you know what I mean. 
the bitch was lying. Let's not forget this. Geiger had previously told investigators she saw a large silhouette in a in a pitch black apartment, right? But the body cam showed that Jean's TV and laptop were on that night, emitting light. Now, I want fam, I want y'all to turn your lights off when it gets this evening, and I want you to turn on your laptop and turn on your television. While I'm going to admit that that's not exactly like sunlight, the woman clearly said it was dark. As, as in all she could damn near see was a shadow. Once again, trajectory reports also state that Botham was either getting up or sitting or, or trying to duck down from getting his ass shot. Question for y'all. How did Botham Jean apparently see everything and Amber, the trained policewoman, couldn't see shit? Love is the message. Everybody loves Amber. Why didn't Amber give a command to lay down and stay down before she shot? If she thought it was her place, why didn't she immediately turn on the light as soon as she stepped through the doorway? Y'all know damn well that every dwelling in the world has a light right by the door, right? That bitch lying. The opinions of Jeffers Moody do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Beat Break 87 FM, employees, sponsors, advertisers, all that. Young Sean, I ain't going to have an advertiser left by the time the show's over. A detective who tested both Geiger's and Jean's key fobs to enter his apartment. Remember she said she used the key fob to enter? Well, he found out that Geiger's key made the lock flash red, meaning it didn't work, while Jean's made the lock flash green because uh, he was in his fucking house. So you're lying. Your key fob didn't work. You see the door ajar. You walk into an apartment that you should by now instinctually be realizing isn't yours. And you still managed to put a slug or two in a man's chest. She lying. Anyway, so listen. Amber gets sentenced to 10 years, and that's where the love fest began. Oh, play that love is the message. Play it, youngin'. The jury in Geiger's trial was made up of mostly women and people of color, so race wasn't an issue in the verdict as far as discriminatory regards, right? So, the, the, but, but the jury loves Amber. Love is the message. One juror said, I was like, I can't give her 28 years. I know a lot of people are not happy about the 10, but I felt like you can't compare this case to any of those other officers killing unarmed black men. Those officers, when they got out, they went back to living their lives. Amber, ever since she killed that man, she has not been the same. She showed remorse in that she's going to have to deal with that for the rest of her life. Oh, poor Amber. Another juror said, I don't think Bo, they calling the dead guy by his nickname, I don't think Bo would want to take harsh vengeance. I think he would want to forgive her. One thing that Botham can teach us all is that we should all love each other instead of hate each other, a female juror told ABC. And I honestly think that if Botham would have just got shot and not killed, I think he would have forgiven Amber Geiger. Well, we'll, ne we'll never know, will we? Play love is the message. Because everybody loves Amber. The brother of the victim loves Amber. At Amber's sentencing, Brant Jean, who's the little brother of Botham, he asked, could he hug the woman that killed his brother? He says, I don't know if this is possible, but can I give her a hug, please? Yes, the district judge Tammy Kemp said. We're going to talk about Tammy Kemp's ass in a second. Everybody loves Amber. 
Gene stepped down from the witness stand and hugged Geiger tightly on Wednesday. He said he didn't want her to go to prison. He didn't even want her to go to prison, y'all, and that he forgave her. Brant told Amber, if you're truly sorry, I can forgive you. And I know if you go to God and ask him, he will forgive you too. <laughs> he says, I personally want what's best for you. Everybody loves Amber. I think giving your life to Christ would be the best thing that Botham would want you to do, Brant Jean said. Little bruh, I'm not going to judge your emotion, but I'm going to tell you, the, the best thing that your brother would want is not to get shot and killed by a bitch in his apartment. I'm not going to dump on a young man because I can't measure the depths of his grief. His heart is clearly not as cold as mine because mine cold. It's cold for shit like this. But everybody loves Amber. Love is the message. Oh, boy, this fucking judge. Let's talk about her. This kooky-ass, unprofessional, damn near seemingly biased judge, Tammy Kemp. She has a special relationship to Houston police. This is Y'all need to study up on this if you haven't. Now, Tammy loves Amber more than almost everybody, with the exception of Botham's younger brother. Because while Brant Jean was begging Judge Tammy Kemp to allow him to hug his brother's killer, Judge Kemp, who wiped tears from her eyes as the pair hugged, she must have said to herself, man, fuck this shit. I will not be upstage. <laughs> My forgiveness is better than Brant's. I have the best forgiveness. That's what she had to be saying to herself. Everybody tells me how great my forgiveness is. Ring the bell. Play that love is the message. This bitch ass nigga comes off the bench to comfort the Gene, the, the uh, Gene family. Then she did the same for Geiger. She, she comforted the killer, even giving the 31 year old woman a Bible and counseling her before allowing the defendant to hug her. A hug that the judge reciprocated. Everybody loves Amber. Now, while many aren't shitting on the brother, they are shitting on this judge, and they should. She needs to be removed. Remember, y'all, Geiger was facing life. She faced uh, she faced up, she was facing life. But Kemp allowed jurors to consider the Texas Castle Doctrine, which is that state's version of the Stand Your Ground Law, when they were deliberating on Geiger's sentence. So this judge basically allowed the jury to consider if Amber was standing her ground in someone else's apartment. She gotta go. She don't need to be a judge. Everybody loves Amber. Love is the message. Keep it going, young Sean. Start it from the top. I don't care where we at. I don't know where we at right now. Who cares? The father of Botham Jean loves Amber. Beth Bertram Jean, father of both Botham and Brandt, told CNN Thursday that he agrees with his younger son, although he wishes Geiger's sentence had been harsher. I felt the same way as Brent. I wish I could have extended that same courtesy. That's what Christ would want us to do. Who else loves Amber? The court bailiffs loves Amber. The courtroom bailiff, the cop, you know the one that just puts the handcuffs on the murderer when they take him in the back? No, she did more than that. After the sentence was read, a still unknown bailiff appeared to try and comfort Geiger. Geiger's the killer. Something she clearly didn't, she didn't deserve to be comforted. This mammy-ass bailiff. She actually gently stroked Amber's hair to comfort her. Did y'all see that? 
One, one, one social media user wondered aloud, I, I wonder if it was her brother or son that Amber killed, would she still be stroking her hair? One online user said, have you ever seen a bailiff stroke the hair of a black man or woman on trial for murder? I get that as a whole we are very forgiving people, but many times it's to our detriment. Everybody loves Amber. The victim's brother loves her. The judge loves her. The cop that fixed her hair loves her. Her daddy loves her. The juror loves her. Because a goddamn black man's life sometimes, y'all, ain't worth a damn. 678-386-5331 if you want to challenge that. The opinions of Jeffers Moody do not necessarily reflect this station. Everybody loves Amber. Because love is the message. We'll be right back with Dr. Jeff Love. 70 reasons why some people stay single on Beat Break Radio, FM.com. The Jeff is Moody Show. Love is the message. We may not even make it back, young Sean. I don't know. I don't even care. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Welcome back to the... (laughs) Welcome back to the Jeffers Moody Show on Beat Break Radio FM.com. Yes, y'all, we made it back. <laughs> Yo, you know how much energy that took for me just to go off Love is the What you think about that Love is the Message, youngin? Y'all don't know nothing about that. It's a, it's a, this ain't mumble rap. Ain't no mu- this ain't trap music. <clears throat> Everybody loves Amber. Y'all know what? Yeah, so... So it's time for Dr. Jeff Love. Now, y'all know that every once in a while I come with Dr. Jeff Love. I give y'all the advice that either help your relationship out tremendously or it will completely fuck it up. And uh, I'm proud of both. As you know, I, I, I do not have a certificate or degree in relationships or anything. I'm just a, I'm a guy that knows relationships. I'm a fucking relationship guru. And I am licensed because I have a valid Georgia's driver's license. That makes me a licensed relationship guru. And we're going to talk about 70 reasons why some single uh, people stay single. Now, listen, I'm going to actually read all seven of these. But here's what I'm going to need from you guys, right? I'm going to need you to just, when I ramble these off, you got to really tell me is this a a requirement for for y'all, all all right? Some of them I, I totally agree with. There's a lot on here. Young Sean, there's a lot on here I agree with. We back on that Dilla, right? Play that Dilla. All right. Now, this was written by a young lady named Kirsten Corley. All right. And um, she says, stay single until you meet a guy who does these 70 things. We're talking about the number after 69, right? Now, is Kristen Corley married, which is the most important question, because uh, there's a rapper named Chance the Rapper. I think he's married to a young lady named Kirsten Corley, but this is not her. Because, you know, when single people give insane advice, the first thing I want to see is if they have somebody. Or are they single for a reason? And because you're looking for 70 fucking things in a man. As if any man on earth would get over with looking for 70 qualities in a woman. (laughs) Oh, it's so easy to talk relationships if you're not in one. Oh, yes, it is. I don't care if y'all mad already. Yes, it is. So let's go, y'all. Y'all ready? 
Again, Sean, this is going to take two segments right here. All right, y'all. If you agree with it, you agree with it. You can hit me if you like, but I'm going to run through these. Ask you on a real date and follows through. That's number one. I agree with that. that that's fine. Um, although, ladies, you can ask a man out on a date. It's not against the law. This is where this list is going to be so wacky because she makes it so one-sided. These are all things that the man must do in her mind, in her single mind, or I guarantee you if she got a guy, this motherfucker don't do these seven things. Get out of here. Play that Dilla. Holds open your doors. That's a noble quality. That's something I would do, but not all the time. Sometimes you just got to... You, yeah, I mean, if you're in front of me, you know, my wife a walk in front of me sometimes and hold the door open for me. Should she have not married me, uh, Kirsten? Number three, pulls out your chair. I, I, I don't, I don't have a problem with that, but I also don't have a problem with a woman seating her herself. But no, pulling out the chair, I'm not mad at you about that, Kirsten. Just like I'm not really mad at you about holding your door open. Number four, takes your jacket. The fuck out of here. I know what you're talking about. Like when y'all go someplace, he takes the jacket and hang it up for you. It's noble, but if this is what, if he doesn't do this, you you ladies are not going to date him. Okay. Number five. Stands when you excuse yourself from the table. I don't do that. I'm looking at this list like maybe I shouldn't be married. Mrs. Moody, you're going to have to come on here and tell me about this shit. Number six, lets you order your food first. Well, not if you don't know what the fuck you want. I'm not too mad at that. I mean, because the initial gesture should be for, for the guy to... Young Sean, when you go out on a date, of course you want the young lady to order first, unless she's taking 30 minutes. And you already know you want the cheeseburger. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Drink your Kool-Aid, boy. You can listen to this one. Number uh, number seven, pays. Just flatly pays. Pays. For everything y'all do, he comes out his pocket. You never come out of yours. Kirsten, if, if you're sticking to this, you're either a dime trophy wife looking chick or or you're single as fuck. Uh, number eight, stands on the outside of the sidewalk. I've always thought that was one of the dumbest rules on earth because typically if a car or something jumps a curb, both of y'all bitch asses is getting mowed down. I always thought that was stupid. Ladies, if you're walking with a man and you're going to see if he walks on the inside, if you're not going to get with him over that, I, I don't know. Number nine, walks around with a handkerchief just in case. Complete bullshit, not even acknowledging that. Number 10, walks you to the door. Okay. Number 11, wants to meet your father. If we serious enough, all right. Number 12, introduces you to his family. If we serious enough, okay. Uh, number 13, thanks you for a great date every day. Get the fuck out of here. If, we, if we're dating that much, I'm not going to keep saying thank you. We're, we're just dating. Yeah, this is not a woman that has a man. I'm telling y'all now. If she does, he full of shit. Uh, number 14, drives you to and from places. I, I don't have a problem with that, but I mean, not all the time. Her shit is so over the top and she's not even trolling. She's serious. 
Number 15 introduces you to his friends. Okay, that's fine. Number 16 texts back quickly. Not if he's busy, but all right. Uh, number 17 supports you in all you do. I got to go with that. I'll ring the bell for that, Kirsten. Number 18 doesn't push sex immediately. I agree with that. Number 19 takes care of you when you've had too much to drink. I agree with that. See, Kirsten, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being a douche here. Number 20 asks how you are and waits for an answer. What other way is there to ask how someone is, Kirsten? Kirsten is just making shit up at this point. 21 talks confidently about the future. Okay. 22 pays for your cab. All right. 23 kisses your forehead. If the motherfucker don't kiss your forehead, I guess you don't fuck with him. 24 learns what you like in bed. I'll, I'll, I'll ring the bell for that. Because you don't want to get serious with somebody and they can't please you. And you should have known better, right? 25 learns to read you and knows when something isn't right. I, I, I do that. I don't know if all men can do that. Because women are from Venus and men are from Mars or vice versa. I don't know where we're from. 26 still gives you butterflies. Kirsten, there's going to come a time in your relationship where you don't give each other butterflies. That's what real love and relationships are about. You need to learn something. That's why Dr. Jeff Love is here for you. 27 reaches for your hand when walking. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, 28. No, I'm not always reaching for your hand when we taking a walk. Get out of here, Kirsten. 28 and kisses you for everyone to see. Get the fuck out of here. You social media, uh, uh, I, see, I was about to call you a bad name. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Kisses you for everyone to see. Fuck what people think about our relationship. It's ours. Play that Dilla, Young Sean. Young Sean, you better heed this list right here. 29 pushes you to, to become better without waiting to change, without wanting to change you too much. I don't have a problem with that. I'll ring the bell for that. Number 30, he keeps you on track with your own goals. I ring the bell for that. No, 31, admires the life you have outside of him. I don't have a problem with that. 32, doesn't get jealous. Kirsten, we rolling. 33, he teaches you without belittling you. Y'all are so sensitive. My wife has this issue. She thinks when I tell her something out of love that I'm putting her down. You know what? When people love you, they're not always nice to you niggas. That goes for women and men. <sighs> what is belittling? What is that, y'all? Is that honesty? I don't know. What is that? 34, makes you laugh until you're crying. Uh, that's not bad. And 35, has deep emotional conversations. All right? That's portion one of the 70. Things that a man must have before you women get married. Think about it while we go on a break. We'll be back with part two. Young Sean, did you ever think you have to have 70 goddamn qualities in order for a woman to date you? Not even marry you, Young Sean. Just date you. Yeah, uh, Kirsten's probably single as hell. We'll be right back, y'all. Jeff is Moody Show. Doc, uh, Doc Jeff Love segment in the house. We got 35 more, 70 reasons why some single people stay your ass single. We'll be right, we'll be right back. Oh, shit. Yeah, Sean. <laughs> we'll be right back, yo.
You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. We're back with the Dr. Jeff Love segment. Uh, I don't know how many Jeff Loves have I done since I've been on Beat Break, y'all. About three. You know, my advice is always accurate. I can, I can make your shit better. I can also ruin it. I'm going to tell y'all right now, I think I'm being fair. Y'all can tell me if I'm not. Uh, uh, Kirsten is, has definitely named some things I agree with, but I think she's just doing fillers. You know, she's just naming goofy shit. But let's keep running it, y'all. 36. Works through fights and doesn't walk away. I'm going to ring the bell for that. Young Sean, you need to be listening for when it's your time to get into relationships. Respects your privacy. We're going to ring the bell for that. Young Sean, play that dealer. See, Kirsten is on point with some of this stuff. Present when you need him. Okay, and it depends on how needy you are. But for the most part, I would agree with that. Number 39. Doesn't cancel often, but makes it up to you when he does. See, remember, y'all, Kirsten is, she's talking about dating. She has these standards for dating. Now, is Kirsten is about as bad as Lamar. Y'all remember Lamar? All y'all jumped on Lamar's ass a couple of weeks ago? About a month and change ago? Well, hello, Kirsten. Number 40, he he shows you his favorite places. Okay. Number 41, values, trust, and honesty. Okay. Number 42, remembers little details you tell him. All right. Number 43, the guy who makes sure you text him when you get home. All right, I'm going to ring the bell for that. And that's not that we're being chauvinist or anything. We just want to know that you're safe. Number 44, the guy who doesn't mind hanging out with your family. Uh, If your family's cool. If your family's a bunch of assholes, Kirsten, I'm not hanging out with them. You forget about that. We probably won't be together. Number 45. What? Adores you when you sing too loudly in the car to songs he doesn't like. He doesn't change the station. Now, Kirsten, you've you've come up with so many good ones. I'm going to excuse you for this mega stupid shit that you just named just now. He's for you when you sing too loudly in the car to songs he doesn't like. He doesn't change the station. That's number five. Get out of here, Kirsten. Get out of here. Number 46, travels just to see you. My marriage was born out of a long-distance relationship. I can understand that. 47, uh, ask you how your day was. Uh, Yeah, we, we may. Hey, ladies, by the way, sometimes when your man's not asking you how your day was anymore, it's because your day's always shitty. And he's tired of hearing you whine. You know, all of you, that bitch, your co-worker bitch or the, the, your supervisor. Yeah, we get tired of hearing you fucking whine all the time. So we stop asking you. Kirsten left that part out. Nothing wrong with asking how your day was, but not if you're just bitching every fucking day. All right? I'm telling you what your boyfriend's afraid to because your boyfriend's probably a bitch-ass nigga. Okay. <laughs> Play that dealer, young Sean. Number 48, someone who never makes you question how he feels about you. You'll always question how people feel about you at some point in time. Number 49, tells you when he's proud of you. Okay, I like that. 50, he likes he likes you best when you're in a t-shirt with your hair pulled back. 
ring the bell because Lord knows I got a weakness for tomboys. Always have, is have always dated. Kirsten, you almost going to win me over with that shit. Uh, he knows when to apologize and how to make it up to you. Uh, okay. All right. That's 51. Makes you laugh just looking at your phone. I don't even know what that means, Kirsten. That's 52. You, you don't run out of things to say. Sometimes a motherfucker just don't have nothing to say, Kirsten. I think that you set out to make a valid point here and in the in the number 70 popped in your head and you did a lot of filler, to be honest with you. 54, he pushes you out of your comfort zone. That could be good or bad, but I'm going to roll with that. 55, try this food, go to this place, read this book, watch this movie. Suggestions, love it. I'm going to ring the bell for that. You know, Kirsten is kind of winning here. Uh, number 56, and you grow from number 55. All right. Uh, when he wins over your heart and doesn't stop trying. Now, ladies, uh, he, he probably hasn't stopped trying. He probably is comfortable in knowing that he's won you over and he treats you accordingly. A lot of you want your asses kissed the whole time. That's why I come into relationships without the fakeness. See, men are do too much. And it's expected to be kept up. Just keep it real and be the person that you are. She'll take you or not take you. All right? Uh, where am I? He makes you realize why every other relationship failed. All right? Someone who touches you so subtly, it means, it means so much. His hand on your leg under the table, his hand on your back when you're standing next to him. That was kind of sexy. Number 60, someone who doesn't mind that you take all the blankets. The fuck out of here. Kirsten, what's wrong with you? Oh, so I freeze to prove my love? Kirsten, you're just doing filler. 61, or when you sleep on his side of the bed. Y'all asked Miss Moody about sleeping on my side of the bed. I sleep on the left side of the bed. And that's where I sleep. The fuck out of here, Kirsten. You've been dating a lot of brown nosers. 62, or that your hair is always in his face when he sleeps. Kirsten, now you're just being a dork. 63, someone who makes you breakfast in the morning and lets you sleep. Dope. Love it. 64, is passionate about his career. 65, always says yes to you. Kirsten, I wouldn't date you for money. Even with all these positives that you have, and you have a ton of them, you are so you are unbearable. Because if you're truly expecting this, it's not going to be the positives that that the positives we're going to do okay. You're going to kill this relationship off of the stupid shit. Always says yes to you. Don't nobody always say yes to nothing. Kirsten, you wilding. You wilding with your bitch ass. 66, orders your food, even though you say you're not hungry, but he knows you'll take his. <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> I got to roll with that one. 67, someone whose word is their bond. Ooh, ring the bell for that. Young Sean, remember that. Someone who be a man of your bond. 68, labels don't scare him and he wants to call you his girlfriend. That's dope. I like that. 69, someone who still likes you when he's seeing you at your worst. I love that. And number 70, isn't afraid to say I love you first. Kirsten, let me tell you something, girl. Tell you something, girl. I wouldn't date you. 
And I'm going to tell you why. Because you just included filler, and some of it is so fucking stupid that I, I picture that being a disturbance in the force in our relationship. But I got to tell you, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you either broke 50-50 with things I agree with, or you might have actually had more things I agree with than disagree with. Now, let me tell you what makes me a certified expert. Kirsten, in case you're wondering, or in case any, any of you are wondering, uh, I've been married almost 25 years in a successful relationship, and I don't do a lot of shit on here. And I think my wife appreciates me. I think I think she does. Um, no, I didn't. That wasn't a time. Um, I'm, I'm literally clearing my throat. I told y'all I feel like shit. Uh, relationships are work, Kirsten. They're work. And by the way, relationships don't stay fresh. They don't stay lively. They don't stay exciting. As you get into the, the, the art of love and as you get into the business of relationships, it is work and it is effort to maintain balance in a relationship. So it's always not peachy. Motherfuckers are not just telling you yes all the time. A guy, when you go places, he may not always run around to the side of the car and open the door. He may not take your coat from him. Ladies, don't fuck up a good man over stupid shit. Go over the, and I'm telling you, I'm not reading this list again because it's 70 of them. Y'all just going to have to listen tomorrow. Uh, I'm not reading this shit again. But Kirsten, I'm not mad at you. I am not mad at you. Listen, uh, that's 70 things, ladies, that a, a man needs to have. Fellas, I know y'all didn't think when you woke up this morning you needed to have 70 whole qualities to get a girlfriend. And that would explain why so many single people are still single. <laughs> and I'm not laughing as a married guy I'm just saying some people are happily single and I love y'all if you're miserably single probably cause you walking around waiting for 70 fucking ways a man can be perfect get out of here it's the real world Jeff is Moody Show we'll be right back with humans versus wild animals that kill let's get it young Sean you're listening to Jeff is Moody on Beat Break 87 yeah, uh, young, young Sean, I, there, there's no way I was going to read all 70 of them shits. That, that's why, you you know, um, like I, you know, I think I had mentioned last week that the podcasters have spoiled audiences because you got our stuff on demand whenever you want it. But, but we've forgotten that we used to have to pay attention to radio. And yeah, this is internet radio and we have on demand and stuff as well. But there's just certain things I'm not doing, especially when I'm hoarse. My goddamn eyes are puffy. My nose is stuffy. My face is burning, young Sean. I I ain't repeating them shits. Y'all tune in tomorrow. Listen to the shit again. I'll wait till they come out on demand. (laughs) I know. I know. Why do we love Moody so much? Why do we love Jeff like that? He's such a dick. (laughs) I'll just keep it real. I ain't reading them shits again. I ain't doing it. I may post them for y'all. I ain't reading it, though. Hey, hey, uh, hey, y'all ready for some humans versus wild animals that kill? Young Sean, I need something to play this because uh, we had to get Dilla a break for this. Um, Listen, family, as we all know, uh, from running with the bulls to keeping lions as pets, dumbass, arrogant human beings love fucking with wild animals. Sometimes it's all good, but sometimes it backfires. These are stories of humans who voluntarily or involuntarily 
come across wild animals that kill. Story number one. Woman sneaks into Bronx Zoo's lion's den and appears to taunt animal. Now, I watched this video, and, and, and we'll talk about it, but let me read this real quick. A bystander's Instagram video shows a woman who apparently climbed into the lion's exhibit at the Bronx Zoo and taunted the male animal as it looked on. The zoo said it received the report of the incident Saturday, and thankfully there were no injuries. The zoo said it has a zero-tolerance policy for this type of behavior. This action was serious violation and unlawful trespass that could have resulted in serious injury or death. Barriers and rules are in place to keep both visitors, staff, and animals safe, the zoo said in a statement. Now, the woman's identity is currently unknown, and she definitely needs to be charged for trespass, uh, trespassing and stuff. And um, I got to tell you, the NYPD is, is processing a, a criminal charge against her. But the park told police that there is a mother to how much effort you got to be to be a dumbass. Usually, this is reserved for men. You really don't see women doing this, but the park told police that there is a moat with an approximately 14-foot drop between where the woman was standing in the video and the lion. So who's the winner here? I mean, it's a draw. It's a draw. And let me tell you why this is a draw. The, the idiot woman could technically be declared the winner because she taunted a lion and lived to tell about it. But to me, it's a draw because that lion knew that if he fucked her up, he would get put down. I think that lion was on some G-code shit, y'all. Plus, he ain't want to kill a black queen. <laughs> Yo, man, we don't, we don't want to kill a, you're a lion, man. You don't want to kill a black queen, you know? You know what I mean? Peace, sis. Peace, goddess. What you, what you, doing, in, what you doing in my entrapment? Why are you down here? You know, I would fuck you up, but you're a black queen. You know that you know that you know that lion was like, damn, this is fucked up, man. This chick is trying to set a nigga up. I'm hungry as fuck too. But I promise I wouldn't lend a black on black crime. <laughs> yeah, I know he was thinking like, yo, I ain't had no dark meat in a minute, too. You know what I'm saying? I'm used to people that do this is usually white meat, man. Damn. Damn, man, I had a leg in a while, B. Y'all know legs are dark meat, right? right? I don't eat dark meat, y'all. I like white meat. I mean, I don't mean that sexual. I mean chicken. Oh, okay. Never mind. Uh, play the... Okay. Okay. I bet that lion was like, I should just bite this goofy bitch at least on the arm, you know? I, animals are way more smart than we give them credit for. Um, And I got to tell y'all, if I was a lion, I would have ate her. I would have ate that chick. I would have... I would have mauled her to death for all my lions who ain't here, man. All my lions who died in them streets at the hand of the enemy, I would have ate her. That's, 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 that's just me, but that's a draw. Man sets fire, number two, man sets fire to gas pump trying to kill a spider. <laughs> this bitch ass nigga. And I used to have a phobia of spiders. I don't anymore, but I would have never set fire to a gas pump. So this article goes on to say many people hate spiders. Sometimes they freak out, scream, and if they're feeling ever so brave, 
they reach out and smash them, but rarely do you ever see someone reach for fire to get rid of a spider. So that happened earlier this week at a mobile gas station in Centerline. A man pulled into the gas station, hooked his car up to the pump, and was filling up his tank when he noticed a spider on his car. This motherfucker pulls out the lighter of his, he pulls a lighter out, and he lit the spider on fire, but that started a fire from his car. So the fire burst from the man's gas tank and spread to a nearby pump. So the guy, I mean, he's an idiot, but but in credit to him, he was smart enough to hit the emergency pump shut off, called the fire department, and he pulled the vehicle out of the way. He didn't run. I mean, he put the fire out. So, I mean, he's a retard, but he did his thing, though. So the flames were out by the time the fire department arrived at the scene and no one was injured. But when they tried to find out what happened, the man wasn't exactly truthful. He said that it was uh, static. Because I know that static can actually set off a fire at a pump. That's why when you get out your car, you're supposed to put your hand on the gas pump and and, um, eliminate the, the static that's flowing through your body, right? But after they questioned him for a while, he admitted that he blew the whole fucking gas station up because he tried to burn a spider. So uh, one of the gas pumps was badly damaged, but insurance is expected to cover the cost of that. And uh, no charges have been filed against the motorist. I don't know how, y'all, because they tell you not to light a pump. You don't light flames at a gas pump. But he apologized, and he's been back to the store, and he said that he's really afraid of of spiders. I'm going to say that the man is the winner. Don't y'all agree? I mean, he killed the spider. He blew the whole fucking gas station up, and he didn't go to jail. He did. His car didn't get blown up, and he didn't get burnt to a crisp. Uh, the man is the winner. Humans win on that one. South African woman, number three. Story number three. South African woman kicked by a giraffe. Now, giraffes are odd, curious creatures that don't really resemble anything else in the world. Due to the fact that they are only native to Africa and are on the endangered species list, most of us will not have the chance to see a wild giraffe in person, let alone while we take our dogs on afternoon strolls. One woman from Africa, on the other hand, would have been better off if she hadn't. The 25-year-old woman named Marik uh, Engelbrecht was walking her dog near Musina when one got loose and ran toward a herd of giraffes, frightening them. As she went to try and retrieve her dog, she was kicked in the neck by a scared giraffe trying to protect his calf. She died instantly from the impact. First of all, I want to say rest in peace. When I do humans versus wild animals that kill, no matter how stupid the human is, uh, we, I mean, you know, you, you, you do want to give some kind of condolences. Why the fuck are you walking your dog in the wild? Because if there's giraffes there, there's snakes and lions and tigers and alligators too. Uh, her dog was more important to her than her life and she paid with her life and the dog surely has new owners or is with the remaining, the remaining living members of her family. The giraffe is the winner here. I am sad to say that the giraffe wins. Not that I wanted the giraffe to die or get hurt or anything, but you got next to the way that you love your dog is the way that that giraffe loves uh, his or her cow. 
and they kicked the shit out of your neck. And I'm sorry that the young lady died, but y'all stop fucking with the wild. Leave the wild alone. They call them wild for a reason. Leave them wild. Condolences to this young lady and her family, but leave the fucking wild alone. Winner is the giraffe, y'all. We'll be back with Just Ask Jeff on the Jeff Is Moody Show. The giraffe won. The man who blew the gas station up won. And it's a draw between the crazy lady that stepped in the lion cage. I would have ate her ass, though. Young Sean, I would have mauled her. I'm sorry, I know that's wrong, but I would have mauled her fucking ass. We'll be right back, y'all. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Hey, family, welcome back to the Jeff is Moody show on Beat Break Radio FM.com. Uh, family, next week, I'm going to be talking to you guys about donating to uh, Reach One Network, um, uh, Beat Break 87 FM, in order to keep these shows on the air. It does take a lot of money and stuff, but we'll get into that next week. There's a goal that they want to reach, and I believe that my audience alone uh, can reach that audience. All right. So we'll. I mean, reach that goal. I'm sorry, guys. We'll we'll uh we'll talk about that next week. I will bring it up to you guys next week. Now, I want to do the Just Ask Jeff, and it's all this combined with an FB post of the week. Um, <clears throat> because the person that submitted, oh gosh, huh? <clears throat> Excuse me, young Sean. <clears throat> sorry about that. Play that Dylan. Um. So. You know, we just talked earlier in the show about the 12-year-old that I believe is suffering through, you know, self-hate, inferiority complex, probably from going through being tormented and, and whatever, whatever. So, uh, Queen Melissa says, King, I found this post in an FB group I'm in, but I am on the verge of leaving. It's just too much black on black gender hate. Word. And and I don't heavily feel this way, although I do share some of the same questions. Check it out and use it for your show if you want. Only you can keep this officially 100. Um, okay, thank you, Queen. Melissa, thank you so much. And before I get into it, I'm going to tell you, I think this person is kind of trolling or they're just angry. All right. So the post says, why do all black men hate black women? What have we done except be your backbone and biggest supporters? We are fat, lazy and too dark in your eyes. We have attitude because we don't accept your mediocrity. Why you lust for the very pale shade of woman who wants nothing from you except your male anatomy. Maybe we should try this world. Maybe we're missing out. I'm just done with y'all. Now, Melissa, you put this lady's, you put this young lady's name, and I'm not going to read the queen's name. I'm pretty sure you didn't mean to do it. I'm not going to read it, though, because you know I don't rock out like that. Um, Melissa, let me say this real quick. <sighs> the groups that I'm in on, like, Facebook, they don't do a lot of... Um, black on black gender bashing so I under, but I see it a lot I see it a lot 
And when I read something like this, Queen Melissa, I I get to thinking that this is somebody that can only be, there's nothing comical about it, right? So either they're trolling or they're just, uh, they're angry or, or it's trolling or anger. You know, they're trying to get a response. So I don't I don't know where this person is coming from, but let me let me just answer the question because I appreciate you submitting anything to the show. This show just doesn't run because I get in front of a mic and Young Sean does post production and Big Sean puts the show out and stuff like that. It's also because we have people that are interested and they submit things to the show and and you guys are an integral part of our show. Let me say something real quick. Only a fool believes that all, and this is why I say this is a, a trolling thing, all black men certainly do not hate black women. I mean, that's that's asinine. The majority of black marriages in America are black and black. What the, I mean, what the fuck? So what have we done except be your backbone and biggest supporters? I mean, well, I can name quite a few things that women have done, period. But it is true. In my eyes, black women are our backbone and they are our biggest supporters. And I think that they do get a bad rap, uh, Melissa. Yeah, but you, I, I honestly don't think it's from the majority. You know, just because somebody complains about you, it doesn't mean they hate you. This person goes on to say we are fat, lazy, and too dark in your eyes. Well, I don't know. Why am I around so many black men that love chocolate? Why am I around so many black men that love thick women? Uh, about the lazy, I mean, maybe if somebody's calling you lazy, you're fucking lazy. I, like, like, for me, this is trolling. It's hard for me to... This is trolling to somebody that's hurt. But if they're hurt, they better not be over 30 because this is childish. We have attitudes because we don't accept your mediocrity. Well, that may be true. But what do you say to a man that doesn't accept mediocrity? I don't think the ad I don't think that your reputation for attitudes is from mediocrity. I just think it's just from the portion of you that are sassy as fuck for no reason. You have retort for everything. You love to talk back. You just you your 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 whole nature is combative. And I don't know what you expect black men to do with that. Especially because men have options. But I'm not even talking about options outside of the race, Melissa. I'm talking about options within the race. Me and my baby brother, Casino, we're always joking around about black men and black women and white men. Like We have a lot of fun on the phone. We joke around a lot. But at the end of the day, we, we agree that you, you can't, that, you know, it's not a monolith. It's, it, all black women are not just one way, like all black men are not just one way. Every black woman doesn't have an attitude. Most black women I encounter are pleasant. So I don't understand. I don't do the gender thing like that because I go off what I experience and what I deal with. A lot of times the way that a man carries himself is going to determine the kind of woman that he bumps into. 
That's why you don't hear me saying a lot of negative things about my exes or whatever, because I have great exes. I have one ex that creeped on me. And I don't have anything negative to say about the rest of them. I certainly don't have anything negative to say about my present queen. Not my present queen. She's 25 years. Mrs. Moody is solidified as a fucking Mount Rushmore. Yo, this is trolling, Melissa. But if you wanted to know, I, I know that y'all go, I know that y'all go through that. But let me tell y'all something. For men and women, when you're being put down by your own kind, leave their asses alone, y'all. And by the way, for my white listeners and Asians and Latinos or whatever, I don't give a fuck. Whatever your race is, if you're within your race and people just putting you down because they are mad and bitter and angry and shit like that, leave them the fuck alone. Any black woman that tells me, man, I should try to swirl, go try to swirl, motherfucker. It, it, it might work for you. I don't have a problem with what y'all call a swirl because that's black and white, right? Is that what that, that means? Young Sean, is that what that You don't know. Drink your Kool-Aid, boy. And play that dealer. Play the dealer and drink your Kool-Aid, young Sean. You don't know about nothing but art in school and being a great young man in, in video games and, and shit like that. Play that dealer. You wanna you wanna step outside your race for spite? Bye. Be gone. Who cares? You want to step outside your race because you found somebody that treats you the way that you want to be treated and it's authentic? I'm with you. God bless you. I love it. It's awesome. I don't have any problem with that at all. No white woman is taking black men. You can't. They're stealing our men. What the fuck are they doing? Are they conking them over the head with bats? Men do things by choice just like women do. So if this person whether they're hurt or whatever the case may be if they're if they're trolling then let them troll you want to go try swirl for spite please go you'll find out something really quickly a woman beater is a woman beater it doesn't matter what color he is doesn't matter where he's from a coward is a coward it goes for men and women alike a lot of black women that, that date outside their race to, to spite people, they get abused and everything. They just don't mention it because then they would look fucking stupid. So I would say I'm happy, Melissa, that you're leaving a group that focuses on gender wars all the time. You know, people people will tear everything down to be liked on social media. They will. Ladies... If, if you're around black men that don't appreciate you, then fuck them. Leave them alone. Fellas, same thing. Y'all need to stop all this ass kissing and all this materialism and all this bullshit. I don't have tolerance for women that don't meet my criteria. I've never had it. You, you, I gotta, I gotta have, I gotta be fresh to death to go out and have a bite with you. Then get the fuck out of here. I don't even want to deal with you. I got, you got, you got a kind of criteria that don't meet what I'm ready to, to give or, or present or have, or what I don't have. Be gone. You can't threaten me with dating outside of and doing it. 
I don't give a fuck. Do whatever you want to do. Ladies, that's how you should think. Fellas, that's how you should think. Queen Melissa, I'm going to tell you right now. We love, we love black women. Just look around you. Majority of black men are with black women. So I'm going to consider this person a troll. And I hope I answered your question. And thank you so much for contributing. So Jeff is Moody show you. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Y'all can add to it. 678-386-5331. I, motherfuckers, stop trying so hard. So I brand all this brown nosing and hatred. Like, I, I don't I don't hang around a bunch of motherfucking black men that are always shitting on black women. And I don't tolerate black women always shitting on black men. So I'm good. That's why my karma and my circle good. Y'all try that. We'll be back with the world's most trifling people. Shit, this fucking troll probably belongs on the world's most trifling people. <clears throat> Beat Break Radio, FM.com. My name is Jeff. They also call me Moody. Yo, Sean, play that dealer. I mean, I don't know what else to say, man. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Family, 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 we are winding down with another great episode of the Jeff Is Moody Show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Please Google the Jeff Is Moody Show and catch up with the archives and everything. And thank you guys for the support. Thank you guys for staying involved. Young Sean, give me some of that music I like when I'm talking about people I don't like. I don't, no Dilla. No Dilla. Give me something, man. Uh-huh. It's time for the world's most trifling people award, family. Fam, uh, as you all know, trifling comes in all shapes, colors, genders, and forms. Trifling also comes in all degrees of seriousness or hilarity. This segment is a crock pot of trifling. From all points of egregious to every point of foolery imaginable. Every week, and sometimes bi-weekly, I will read one to three examples of trifling human beings, and I will choose a winner at the end. Now, this week, fam, I got to keep it real with y'all. I got one story that nothing really disturbs me because nothing shocks me. But I got one story that we better start paying attention to. And then I got one trifling story that's kind of just bugged out. All right, so let's do it like that, y'all. One is serious. One is kind of like goofy. All right. All right. So this news source comes from the Daily Mail. Despicable Him. A Universal Studios employee playing movie character Gru is fired for pulling a white power OK sign while posing with a black seven year old autistic girl. Let me tell you why this is so disgusting. Uh, uh, Tiffany and Richard Zinger took their daughter and son to Orlando from Colorado where they lived. Um, They went in March and it was a family trip, of course. One morning they visited a hotel where characters from Despicable Me posed for children at a breakfast event. They excitedly took their daughter, who is now seven, and son because they wanted them to meet the minions, they said. Now, you, you know what that is if you're familiar with Despicable Me. Great, great, just a great movie series, y'all. The two children posed for a photograph with two of the characters there, but when the family reviewed the image months later, 
they noticed that the Gru character standing behind their daughter perform the hate gesture while resting his hand on her shoulder. I want you guys to please listen to what I'm saying here. The employee has not been named. Um, and the couple's son, he, at that time I think he was two, he appears to be making the same symbol with his hand and it's unclear why or how. So the OK symbol, as it is known, is a popular among white supremacists. You guys have seen that. They they do the OK thing, and I think they kind of do it upside down or something, and that's, they're, you know, they're doing white power and something. Isn't hatred a sick fucking disease? And I don't think that we should mother... Oh, I'm sorry. The opinions of Jeff is moody do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Beat Break 87, uh, FM, its employees, staff, advertisers, sponsors, because I'm about to say some shit. I don't think that we should try to cure people from the disease. I think we should just, they should just perish. I'm on it like that. See, I don't I don't spend my time uh, watching reality television and being fucking dumb and ignorant and, and, and fucking purposefully naive to what's really going on in the world. I'm ready for some shit. Probably ain't gonna make it through because ain't enough of us ready. But more than you think. No, I don't. Racism is a serious disease, man. But I don't think we should heal the motherfuckers. They need to perish, man. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm not suggesting that we do anything. I'm saying that if it's like that, if it's them or us, what y'all expect it to be? But how the fuck you gonna do anything watching all of your shit is spent watching Housewives of L.A. and Compton? Anyway, the mother says, I've been emotionally distraught about it. I'm still pretty upset that someone felt they needed to do this to children. And uh, after weeks of trying to resolve the family's grievance by giving them tickets to the resort, Universal finally fired the employee this week. They made a statement, we never want our guests to experience what this family did. This is not acceptable and we are sorry and we are taking steps to make sure nothing like this happens again. The first thing you should have did rather than try to get free tickets somewhere is get rid of the fucking employee. So they say they can't discuss specifics about the incident, but they can confirm that the actor no longer works here. His was sick about this family, and I'm looking at the picture. You you know, the employee is clearly throwing a white power sign, y'all. But he's also holding a banana in his left hand. And I don't know if that is another subtle jab at the seven-year-old. I'm not I'm not sure because I don't know the movie well enough to know if a banana was in the movie. For those of you that have, have seen all of the Despicables, I, I've seen the first. Is it just two of them or three, y'all? I, I love the first one. Um, is a banana significant in that movie? This guy is clearly throwing the white power sign and holding a banana in his left hand. Um, this is sad. Also, the girl's younger brother, he appears to be throwing the white power sign up as well, but he's at that time he was two years old and couldn't possibly know what, to, he couldn't know to do that on his own unless he was coached and shown or unless it's a weird coincidence. Certainly the two-year-old is not aware of what a white power sign is. 
So it's hard to say because if you weren't there, you don't know about their interaction prior to the picture. So did the other employee fix it? Because there's two. See, one of them is is grew. The other one is the big, you know, the 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 yellow round guy with the big goggles. I, I don't know his name. Were they in this together because only one of them got fired? Did the other employee fix the two-year-old's fingers like that? I'm seriously thinking it's a wild-ass coincidence. But one thing I'm almost certain isn't, it, it's not an accident that this motherfucker's throwing the white power sign while his arm is around a seven-year-old black autistic child, man. It's fucking sad. And y'all got to start getting fed up. You know, you can listen to my show all day and say what I focus on too much or whatever. Don't give me the ammo for it. I won't focus on it. Tell your motherfuckers that almost every week. He, I'll post it. Yo, yo I'll post it up on the Jeff is Moody show and in, in, on my Instagram and, and Facebook. How, 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 how dark is your soul? How dark is your soul? It's sad, but I'm ready to deal with this shit, y'all. I'm sorry. My opinions don't, don't, you know. All right, y'all. On some goofy shit. So, so y'all are not going to agree. Many of you are not going to agree with me on this. But um, contestant number two for the world's most trifling people. Uh, it's actually the, the WNBA's L.A. Sparks basketball organization. Not, not the GM that got fired, but the organization. And let me tell y'all why. L.A. Sparks GM Penny Toller, or Tyler fired for using N-word while yelling at team. According to reports, the Los Angeles Sparks executive vice president and general manager, Penny Tyler, who is black, she was fired. She was reportedly fired after using the N-word during a rant following the Sparks being knocked out of the WNBA <laughs> semifinals, right? Uh, when speaking to ESPN, Tyler said she didn't address anyone as the N-word, but she also didn't deny using the word. She says, I'm not saying that I couldn't have used it in the context, but it wasn't directed at any of my players. It's unfortunate I used that word. I shouldn't. Nobody should. I love when black people get to apologizing for shit. It's, it's always entertaining to me. But, you know, like I said, I'm not here to defend word by word by word what I said. I know some of the words that I'm being accused of are embellished. Did I give a speech that I hope would get our team going? Yes. I think that this whole conversation has been taken out of context because when we lose, emotions are running high. And unfortunately and obviously, some people feel some type of way. Now, I'm just saying, y'all, how you, how you fire the black chick for using the N-word around a bunch of black players? I know, I know. Ring the bell, young Sean, play, play the angry music. I know, I know it's wrong. I know what some of y'all are thinking, but damn it, man. Yo, the president of the United States calls neo-Nazis good people. And y'all cool with that. Contestant number one on today's most trifling is throwing the white power sign at Universal Studio with his arm around a black seven-year-old autistic child. And, and, and y'all cool with that. Countless politicians, law enforcement, citizens, they skate free while they spew the N-word in private and public. 
and y'all are firing the GM for a locker room rant? I know. I know what y'all saying. The wrong is wrong. I love seeing black people uh, apologize for this word that we took all of the hateful power out of and turned into our own, whether you agree with it or not. I love seeing niggas coon out and have to apologize to, to save their jobs. Well, anyway, I don't know how you fight. I'm sorry. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure y'all don't agree with me, but damn, man. Yo, yo, other races of people just get away with, with using the N-word all the time, usually with no repercussion. And, that, and, and black people got to apologize for it. Have y'all been in a locker room after a loss? A lot of shit gets said. <laughs> yo, I, just, I don't get it. I know it's wrong, y'all. I know it's wrong, I guess. I, I really don't think it's wrong. I'm just saying that. So today's winner is clearly the Universal Studios employee who flashed the white power sign. But I got to say, y'all, black folks sometimes get harsher punishment for doing the same shit that our counterparts say and do and get slapped on the wrist for. That's all I'm saying. And then we find ourselves turn around, brown nose, ass kissing to keep ourselves in good favor. You, you know, that's all I'm saying. It, yo, my show ain't no over-the-top, overt black power. I'm a human power show, but I'm a ride for my people before anything. That should have probably get me off this station at some point in time, and that's when y'all will catch me podcasting again. <laughs> no fear on my behalf. Yo, come on, man. I, I just thought that was goofy. Oh, the president of the United States called neo-Nazis good people. She should have been she should have been reprimanded. They should have pulled her in a room and, and and you know got in her ass, you know, like yo, chill. You know what I'm saying? You got kept, but did, y'all don't know if y'all been in locker rooms and conversations and some of these holier than thou radio hosts and and TV executives, they use the N-word more than you could possibly know. They just come out in the public and act holier than thou. They all full of shit. I'm going to be the broke, unknown Dave Chappelle before all this is over. Because I'm going to get blacklisted for telling the truth before I even get a, I ain't broke, by the way. But I'm going I'm to get blacklisted for telling the truth before I even blow up. I'll never stop being me. I think that's silly. Y'all hit me up. 678-386-5331. The Jeff is Moody Show on Instagram. The Jeff is Moody Show on Facebook. And let me know, am I am I off with this one? Don't be afraid to keep it real with your fam. We'll be right back as we close out, y'all, with the polar opposite of trifling on the Jeff is Moody Show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On BeatBreak87. All right, fam. Uh, listen, I hope you guys had a great time with me today. Please remember that uh, every Monday, a brand new episode of the Jeff is Moody show comes out. And that show is replayed Tuesday through Friday in real time, 3 to 6 p.m. EST. Usually within a week or so, the on demand is up for the show. Um, I can never stop thanking you guys enough. I and I won't stop being grateful. You know, oftentimes you hear people, they they stop thanking people. They just 
It's all about them. I, I can't do that. I'm just not wired that way. I want to thank you guys for making this show what it is. And it's going uh, in a in an upper direction. And there's so much in front of me that I'm looking at. And I owe a lot of that to you guys. So I want to thank you guys. And um, as I normally like to do, I like to close every show out with the polar opposite of trifling. Um, I am raw. I'm unhinged. I'm I'm, I'm unfiltered, I'm uncensored, but I try to give you motivation and I try to close out on a high note whenever I can. Family, let's do the polar opposite of trifling because yes, it's true. The world is full of trifling people, but let us not forget that just as we have the low lives of the world, we also have people who are the polar opposite. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the polar opposite of trifling. One story for you today. The city of Atlanta raises $50 million to end homelessness. According to reports, Atlanta has been making an effort to combat homelessness in the city and managed to raise $50 million to help out the massive amount of homeless folks on the streets. The amount of the money is part of the Home First program and will be directed towards the homeless population, which is reportedly larger than Atlanta is admitting. An advocate for the homeless, Marshall Rancifer, commented on the situation saying, the fact that the homeless population is a lot larger than the city is admitting, $50 million is just a drop in the bucket. Well, Rancifer, that's, that's a lot and that's something. And let's go from there. Rancifer also went on to say a lot of the homeless people aren't willing to accept housing from the city because of the bad treatment. The quality of life arrest, the arrest uh, for the Super Bowl, most of the folks don't want to have anything to do with the city because of the treatment. Home First will reportedly be creating 550 units of permanent support housing, which will be a part of a larger development within uh, 2,500 units of affordable housing. Let me tell you guys really quick before we get out of here. Um, I'm not going to mention where I go and I'm not going to mention too much of what I do, but I make it my business one, sometimes even more than one time a week to uh, link up with, with what we would call the less fortunate and homeless or whatever. Um, I do everything from uh, I, I do a lot. It, I don't I don't think it needs to be advertised. I do a lot and I get to talk to a lot of those people. And let me tell you something. A lot of your geniuses, a lot of your um, a lot of the people that would literally jump in front of a bullet for you and don't know you. They just hit a bad circumstance and they're out here. Women and men alike. Sometimes you see children and it literally breaks your heart. Um, I want to say really quickly that. If you if we can stop looking down at people because they're going through a rough patch, I think we would have more um, compassion for people that are living out on the street. Everybody that lives out on the street didn't give up. Everybody that lives out on the street is not an alcoholic. Everybody that lives out on the street is not a drug addict, man. It's, it's some people that went through your trials of life. They went through, they may have more education than you. We, this human psychology, this, this human, we are frail. We are very frail. And it doesn't take much to break someone sometimes. Some of these people are out here because members of their family died and it short-circuited their brain. 
some people lost a love it, it's 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 always something they're not just these evil dirty people that we don't need to be dealing with and I'm happy to see the city of Atlanta raise 50 million. I understand what the activists are saying. That's a drop in the bucket, but God damn it, it's a start. And let's stop talking about drops in the bucket and put more water in the bucket then. Um, I'm going to tell you, city of Atlanta, I gig on you guys when it comes to sports all the time. I gig on you guys for being the the, the uh, gay capital of the planet, of the universe. And I say it jokingly most of the time. But what you did here is is honestly, and I'm so involved in, and committed to it, and um, uh, although I just don't make it public, uh, what you've done with raising this $50,000 and your intentions for it, it makes you the absolute polar opposite of trifling okay fam that was the jeffers moody show i hope you enjoyed the show but make sure you enjoy life even more pray for love over hate peace over war and don't forget you ain't shit until you lend someone a helping hand family my method is my madness you might not appreciate me till i'm gone but while i'm here i'm gonna talk my shit y'all family the atl traffic mix with dj natural is up next I love you all. I appreciate you all. And thanks for letting me be me. See y'all next week with another hot one. Young Sean, ring the bell for your kid. This is, I am recording feeling like I my head is getting ready to pop off of my neck. Yet still, we got another one done. Good job keeping that bounce going, nephew. You on fire. You going places. Hey, yo, Sean Garvey, bruh, sick and all, unrested and all. You can relate. Guess what? We got another one. See y'all next week with a brand new episode of the Jeff is Moody Show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Love y'all. ATL Traffic Mix with DJ Natural is up next. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Love y'all, man. Appreciate y'all. We out of here. You're listening to Jeff is Moody on Beat Break 87.